Hey folks, this is Christopher Talon, host of Creative Ups. But uh, no, this song's not right for today. Hold on a second. Yeah, there we go. Alright, so first thing, sponsors. Oh, I can't do it, this song is so good. Notice me roll one spark one and I'm feeling free like hey. Alright. I'm gonna have to mute that so that I can get through this. Sponsors and supporters of the show. Rivertown Adventures at rivertownadventures.com. Best outdoor experience in Lansing in the warm weather times. But still check them out. Look for them in the spring. Baby Farm Soaps. The best soaps, lip balms etc on the market from a uh, homemade source organic products good people doing good things check them out baby farm soaps on facebook and hey guys media the technical wizards behind this show that make it possible for me in the first place to even do it hey guys media group.com that's all i got actually today on the show we talked to dejan a hip-hop artist from sacramento california and I've been listening to the song that is leading in, hey, nonstop, just absolutely nonstop. It's a great song. He's a cool dude. Had a great conversation talking about uh, creativity, writing, performing, being in the studio, all that, and uh, and more. Cool guy. Check him out. Enjoy the interview with Dejan and get all of his information in the show notes. All right. Enjoy. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm just chilling, dude. It's Christmas time, you know, so it's been like... Actually, the Christmas tree right there in the back. It's all lit up really nice right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's already got a couple presents under there. The kids made some stuff and they put it under there, so... Okay, okay. We're getting ready for it over here. All right, um, all right. What you got for me tonight? Tonight? What do I have for you? Yes, sir. Just talking. Go on. Just talking, man. What do I got for you? I don't have anything for you. What do you got for me? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, I can answer any any questions you have, or I don't know. I don't really know how your podcast goes. So, you know, if you want to run me down on on like how your your interviews go and all that. So you're telling me you haven't listened to every single episode? You're killing me. No, bro. I never listened to your. Wow, yo, I never even knew that you did podcasts until you actually told me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I. Yeah, I don't go around telling people like, "Hey, I have a podcast" because I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, yeah, if it's if it's relevant or I think somebody would like it, which in your case it's both, because you know I. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, well, <laughs> you're the really second that. musician I've I've talked to now on the show, but the whole the whole focus of it's just creativity, and the whole reason that I did it was because, um, well, somebody kind of pushed me into it. My producer kind of pushed me into it, but um, the yeah. lane that I was like, okay, this is my lane is talking to creative people and talk about like how they make the stuff that they make. So okay. like, um, well, I had Christina's husband, Mike, uh, he was on mm-hmm. last time and he talked about like, I remember he does Mike. His, yeah, he talks about how he does his visual effects stuff on, uh, yeah, on for, movies for the, and stuff. For the movies that he works on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few conversations with him about that as well too. And he's, he's got a pretty cool job. He, he worked on uh, what's that movie? Cowboys and aliens. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah <laughs> it was, it was he, years ago, but we had a conversation about that. Yeah. And he's worked on stuff that, Stuff that I liked and even stuff that my kids liked. He was uh he worked on I think the Shark Boy and Lava Girl three. Lava Girl? 
Oh yeah. yeah, the new one. I mentioned I was like, oh dude, you worked on that when I saw IMDb, and he was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> oh, like the website. I yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, all right, yeah. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, uh, he was. We we're talking about all the stuff that he did, and like he did a lot of really cool stuff. And not to take away from Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but like just as a as a cinematic piece by itself, he's probably it's probably not in right. his top five things that he's worked on. <laughs> nah, but hey, he's good at what he does, though. I, I haven't Hell talked yeah. to him, but the last time I did talk to him, we were talking about uh, you know some of the stuff that he does, and it's pretty cool. So yeah, you know, I pretty much I I fuck with anyone that you know that has a has a keen eye for anything that has to do with the entertainment industry. Yeah, you know, because you know you really gotta have like you gotta have a strong soul, a strong mind, and you gotta have like strong content to put out there if that's really like you know what your lane is. Yeah. You know, and myself personally speaking, like I've I've been I don't know if you know this, but I've I've been getting into music shit since like six years old. I mean, yeah. mom, well, I didn't, like, I didn't you know, know that you were getting into it since that young, but I know that. Not, yeah. not you know how mom likes you know Celine Dion and all that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She loves she loves Celine Dion, right? So like, so me, so me and mom's like, you know, six years old. Uh, she used to work in Nebraska, and so we were living in Colorado at the time with Uncle Mike and uh and and Uncle Mike's kids, and she would take me to Nebraska with her like every other month or so, hmm. and she would put on Celine Dion, and like you know, I'd be the first one knowing all the words to every soundtrack, every tape that she had. And like there'd be like specific songs that I remember that we put on and then I would sing all the words and then, you know, she'd sing along with me. And then it was it was just like a great time, you know. And then uh there was also other like artists that I was into at that point in time. So wait and, a second. So you're telling me like if if I was to ask you because that was one of the questions that I was gonna pull out was who yeah, yeah. got you into music. Like what artists <laughs> for me it's a, for me, because I remember very specifically it was the Beatles. And I know that's kind of cliche to say that the Beatles were the it's ones that got that me cliche. to like play music, but I remember I would put on a Beatles CD and I could go yeah. from like the beginning all the way to the end of it. And I used to like pick up a, a baseball bat, play air guitar and like sing along. And that was like how I learned timing and how to sing along <laughs> with people. And like, you know, before I was right. like playing music, music. Right, right. And for you, it was Celine that. Dion singing like, Yeah. <laughs> wherever you are yeah okay i mean personally like i mean the artists that got me into music the most i have to say like when i first started really like being interested in like music and like singing uh would probably be celine dion number one because my mom listened to celine dion like you know back and forth uh Britney spears of course obviously because you know Britney spears was a legend back in her day donna summer uh and it wasn't it wasn't until like i was maybe like 12 ish that i started listening to like rap and like rock music what but was uh the, what was the switch just people you were hanging out with or just your interest changed you started seeing different things on tv on the internet yeah i mean it was more it was more that i was hanging out with different people at that time because you got to remember like you know, I'm I'm like a six year old, seven year old kid listening to you know the shit that my mom listens to. So of course I'm singing along and know everywhere. But you know, as soon as I got into middle school, all that started changing. And then my aunt gave me a CD. She gave me a what CD. She gave me. She gave me a We Invented the Remix by Bad Boys. So uh, uh -huh. Puff Daddy's group back in like 2001. So she gave me she gave me that CD, and that's what got me into like rap music. 
all the East Coast rap music, you know, Biggie, uh, I guess they call him Diddy now, uh, yeah. you know, Loon. Uh, I even listen to Usher, even though Usher's not, you know, East Coast, but pr- pretty much what got my start is listening to the stuff that my parents listened to. And my aunt was more of like the R&B, like rap type. And I kind of liked that more when she started showing it to me. So, mm-hmm. you know, I used to like sit in my room, like, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old, pretending like, you know, in the mirror that I'm, you know, have a microphone. I have, I'm in front of a crowd and all that. And like, I don't yeah. know, it just, it was in my head, but I never thought that I was, you know, good enough to actually try it and like do it professionally, you know? Yeah. How old but, were you the I mean, first time you actually got up and performed in front of somebody? Like, for real performed? Performed? Shit. I mean, so, when I was about... Because I'm trying to span the, like, the distance here between six, getting really into music, and, like, showcasing yourself as a musician. Right, right. So, when I was 18, I bought myself the whole the whole deal i i had a mic i had uh i had the you know the, the computer that had the garage band on it because i didn't know shit about you know dolls back then but uh you, you i had i had the mic with, uh, with the garage band though no i did i did so I, yeah. I learned it all myself i had all i spent like a thousand bucks had of my own money had the whole setup and that's what really got me my start and then i was working with this other fellow artist that i don't work with anymore for like shit like two years and then we finally had our first concert within like a year that i was working with him and i i believe i think i think it was somewhere in modesto or or something like that i don't really exactly remember but i had my first concert with him and we i mean don't get me wrong like we were trash back then like we suck (laughs) suck yeah yeah i'm not even ashamed to admit it like like we were we, we were not good at all but you know i still stood up there I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a, you gotta have a place to build from. I mean, oh, some no, people, no. I mean, some people honestly, will say like, no man, I was good when I first started. Honestly, but like, it, it was you, cool you go back to that beginning and it's, everybody's gotta, <laughs> everybody's gotta eat shit some, somewhere. No, I mean, I mean, we were young kids. So like our fans were mostly like high schoolers, but like, you know, I mean, it was cool. We had at least like the first time I performed shit, there was maybe like, like 50 people in the crowd, you know? Yeah, and like that's that's cool for like a first show even though you're not that great like you know they can't really hear the music sometimes so you know we still have people cheering and all that so you know i did a few shows after that over the next couple years and then i really took a kind of break from music and then i started working with different people under different circumstances and that's when i started getting serious about my craft so i've kind of been interested in like it for you like said you started working with different people under different circumstances you mean like you got into studios and started like writing for people or like learning the production side or what were some of the things no, that kind of pulled you back so, in so basically i uh i had a falling out with someone that i used to work with uh-huh. uh you know when i was a kid so i don't count it as like super serious but uh i was serious about my craft and then the falling out kind of motivated me to like find other people that let you know are in the same genre. Yeah, for sure. And I ended up finding this guy, uh, Steve, shout out to Steve. I love you wherever you are. Uh, he really, so, so Steve was an engineer and mm-hmm. I, I did my first like 15 track mixtape with him probably about like 2015 maybe. Okay. And it was, it was okay but I was more proud of the fact that, you know, like we spent money on it and like, we actually, 
you know, did a, a, a more professional, you know, uh, tape where, you know, more people actually listen to it. And um, I first came out again by putting out my own track on Facebook. Uh, man, I must have, it must have been like 2014, 2015. I put out a track on Facebook and it, I didn't think it was that good. It, re- it really wasn't that good, but you know, people, people liked it and I got a lot of, you know, shares on it. Yeah. And then from there, I just started going with, with that, with that same guy. And then we did the whole mixtape, did more songs after that. And then it wasn't until shit like 2016 or yeah, like, like the end of two, the end of 2016, beginning of 2017, that we kind of fell apart uh, for no hostile reasons or anything like that. Yeah, but no, uh, I kind people, of people drift apart. I was in abandoned high school that really not for anybody, not for anybody being a bad person. Just like people started having creative differences. Like our bass player wanted to start playing like heavy metal. I kind of wanted to start getting into stuff that was like more less effects driven and like. Almost a right. which is kind of like what I ended up getting into along the way right, anyway. Right. But so, yeah, it wasn't like, I mean, it was kind of hostile when it was like, no, man, I don't want to play the like, no, 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 no. I want to have some stuff that's kind of melodic. And he's like, no, right, like more, more, your, like, more your style kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 I mean, and really so then we style. just parted ways and it was, it was unpleasant right, right. to do so, but it wasn't like we hated each other. Right. I mean, for me, it wasn't unpleasant to part with the, the person I was working with. I mean, it was just just because, like, I knew that That's I wasn't going to be able to work with him often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more like a bummer, but you know, it's like when you I, break I, up I with a girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. But I was serious enough about my stuff to, you know, start getting into it with other people, and then I found someone. Shout out to Grady Finch, my producer. Uh, he's in a band actually out here in Sacramento called Oh the Horror and you can you guys can follow them uh at Oh the Horror on pretty much every social media platform. And he started working what are people with me gonna be getting into if they, if they check them out. If they check out Oh the so, Horror, is that gonna be uh kind of in the same vein of what you so do? Here, so here's so no, it's actually not. So he he's my my producer is in his own metal band. So Oh the Horror is like is more like a metal band. I would have guessed but, that, but I didn't want to be a stereotype. Or, or right. I didn't want a stereotype. <laughs> so basically, like how we how we like met up was that uh, we I used to work at this place called uh, Root of Happiness Kava Bar. Uh, he was one of the customers actually, and he would always be like in the shop playing his guitar and like singing. And he was Man, he has really good vocals, so he's 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 a really good singer and he's really good at at playing guitar. And like sometimes he bring like his electric guitar in there, and then like I just got to talking to him, and I told him that you know I've I've been an artist for you know so many years now, and then he said, okay, well you know I'll do this song for you for free, just just has to be like a beat that he produced, so he gave me an instrumental that he produced, and we made a song to it in 2018, and that song like blew up out here, it, it blew up all of the Kava Bar, I performed it many times. I uh, did some shows with some songs that we produced like together. Yeah. And I started working with them like heavily. And then that led me to now where I'm at with my six track EP that we just made together. And it's getting some good reviews actually. That's awesome. So yeah. I wish because here, let's highlight the difference between our age. What do we got about 10 years between us, right? I'm 37. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm 20. I, I just turned 26 in September. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
So yeah, when I started playing music and getting kind of serious about it, um, the only way to to really like get known, like you couldn't put your stuff on Facebook. There was no Facebook. Yeah, right, right. It was like uh, I was in a lot of punk bands and stuff. So if there was a band who was pretty well known and had a good following, and they were gonna get on like a demo with like fifteen other bands, then you needed to get on that demo. You know what I mean? Like. Right, right, right. Exactly. Tracks, one song per band. That was the way to do it. And just live shows, word of mouth stuff. But yeah, man, you can build something like, I mean, and, and we still did, have to have good did. content, but like you can, you can build something, get a, get an audience a lot faster now. And that's so much cooler than. No, and we definitely did. And, and, and I don't, I'm not sure if I should be saying this, but he definitely gave me that, that instrumental as a test to see like, you know, if he really wanted to work with me because he was already pretty well established in his field. Oh, and, sure, sure. You know, they're now, they're now signed to a small label. So like, you know, we, I go to the studio like every couple of weeks uh, and we just bang out tracks whenever we feel like it. And, you know, we have, we have a good relationship like me and him, you know, we're friends, but it's about the business at the same time. And, you yeah. know, like we're like working together, like frequently, you know, because creative frequency. Yeah. Cause you saw that I was, you know, really into my stuff. Yeah. We established that connection. So now, you know, it's going strong still. We got some stuff. I just did a live set not too long ago, actually. So that's going to be out in a couple of days. So there's that's a look forward to, forward to as well as, you know, people clicking on the EP. And, uh, yeah, I mean, right now everything's solid. Are you having any, um, any other uh, live performances scheduled? Like, because... I'm curious how how that even feels as a somebody who wants to perform because you want to be in front of a crowd, but if you can't have a crowd, right, right. you still play for a crowd. But what what's that feel like doing the the online thing? So I've done a few shows recently here in Sacramento at Harlow's, which is a bar out here, and they they have done like some talent showcases, and I've sold you know, a bunch of tickets to see a show. I'm not getting paid for any performances yet. Hope too soon. But honestly, like but my first show ever like, live in front of people. No, no, not, not now because of COVID, but I mean, oh, we're, oh, just, we're, the, we're planning the online on stuff. Yeah. So doing the online set that I did with my producer and my team was, yeah. it was interesting because there wasn't a crowd or anything, but we just did it in a studio room. Uh, and I just performed my songs live and then, you know, we got it on video and then, they should be done like editing it and putting it out in a minute. But it was honestly a good experience because I felt more confident this time in my work because I know my lyrics, you know, better. It, I'm did, more confident in the stuff that I put out now. But performing in that medium specifically where it's because, well, the way that you guys did it, it wasn't live. It was like it was shot in one take like it was live, but it wasn't. Yeah, live. yeah, yes, exactly. So, yeah. But when you're doing that, like, are you more conscious of how you look where you know making sure you're looking at the camera and like you know not slouching like i don't know i just it seems like to me i would get distracted by the visual component of it like not having the crowd to play off of so so what they did was was they they had some cameras up and and they were manning the cameras so it was my producer and then one of his band members so yeah. they they had some cameras up and then I was in the room and I actually didn't feel uncomfortable at all because I knew all the lyrics to my songs mm -hmm. and I sing it daily. So I was, I was comfortable enough to, 
you know, actually feel confident in performing my songs, like, and, and then playing off the camera view as I'm talking to the crowd, you know? And it was actually less nerve wracking than talking to a real crowd because I felt like, you know, I, I was more confident. I wasn't looking at too many faces. I was looking at the camera. Like, I'm not, I'm not like camera shy. I'm more like stage fright shy, you know? Really? I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I can perform, but I'm still getting my bones on the stage still, you know? But, you still uh, have butterflies once you get cool. started, or does it kind of fade away once you once you actually get barking into the microphone? On, on stage, it does. I do get butterflies on stage, but it, it'll fade away once I start, you know, getting into my song. But yeah. during this live set that I recently did, I was I was like super confident. So, you know, that's going to be interesting for everyone to watch as soon as it comes out. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna have to excuse me if I jump back and forth because I have pretty bad ADD. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. No, no. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. But. So, yeah, man, um, I'm curious, though, as far as your style goes, you talked about some of the bands uh, and some of the rappers that you listened to from the East Coast when you started getting into rap. Yeah. Who was it that you were like, I want to learn this dude's lyrics or these guys lyrics and I want to sound like these guys, not just be able to say the words, but like say it with that. Right. Like, oh, that. So actually, that's actually a really good question. That's a really good question because uh, I actually have a lot of people that ask me about like, you know, my origin and like where I get my style from. And I've always, I've always been like a lyrical person, but I don't so much as try to copy other artists as like, you know, trying to understand like, like the melody and like the flow that they use in their songs and, and like the way that their voice blends in with like the instrumental they choose. Yeah. You know, and, and no, no, like no. that's can, that's where I get my personal stuff from. Yeah, I can totally relate to that too though, because like um, you know, writing is more my creative outlet now these days. Uh and Hunter S. Thompson famously used to write like whole sections of novels that he liked just so that he could get into the mind of the writer, like, oh, this is how this person puts a sentence together. This is how this person puts a paragraph together, you know? Right. Correct. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like writing does matter, but it matters less like than like the melodic tones and like the flow and the instrumental matter, because yeah. that's, what's going to hit the eardrums first. And then if oh, that yeah. already like piques someone's interest, then, then you have the lyrics, you know, that you recite that could possibly pique someone's interest or like, you know, not. So that's, yeah, that's kind of how I got my style, you know? I was curious uh, too because you were talking about the producer that you were working with. When somebody raps, they come up with the lyrics, and then what's the what's the relationship like when you're like, "Hey, man, I want something that sounds like this or something that moves like this." How how much description do you give somebody with what you want, or do you just kind of listen to what they have and go, "Oh, I like that one. I got something that'll work for that," or is it both or what? Okay. Okay. Uh, that's actually another good question. So you don't have to sound say, so surprised, man. <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, that's actually like a great question. That's a great question. Like I was thinking about some different stuff, but so from what I understand, what you said is, uh, my answer would be basically like right now, all the stuff that I have on my current, uh, album is all instrumentals that I found and or paid for from other producers so okay. my my current engineer and producer didn't produce anything on that album but we he do have engineers other... at all 
uh, tracks that he did produce. Right, he engineered it all, all mostly. And okay. something for me. And then when he does, uh, we'll sit there. And then, you know, usually, like, he'll throw out some some random, like, sounds. And then we'll see, like, what we like. And then we kind of, it's kind of, like, hard to explain. But basically, like, we have a we have a deep connection, like, musically. So, like, we both know, like, what sounds sound good together. And then we'll throw some sounds together. And then I'll freestyle something. And then, you know, we'll get it right with the snare to like whatever vibe that I'm feeling off of the first sound that we created. And then we'll go ahead with the beat yeah. or the rest of the instrumental. And then, you know, the rest of it comes later. It, it's basically we get the bones down and then I, I'll, I'll freestyle to it so I know how it's going to go. And then uh -huh. add the, you know, the little effects in later. And then that's, that's basically how we do it. But honestly, like I feel like to get the best product, you definitely have to have a connection with who you're working with on a deeper level than just business because yeah. it'll, it'll allude to your craft like a lot more. Like, like you'll, you'll be personally as an artist, you'll be happier with what you get. And then you'll feel like, you know, you guys really did something together instead of just throwing some shit together in like 10 minutes. You know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, right now. Oh, I was going to say it, it was fun to listen to you just kind of describe that process a little bit because I was listening to uh I don't know if you know DJ Premier, but I was yeah, listening yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, DJ Premier, come on now. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay, just making sure. But uh, I was listening to him on um, uh, Tom Segura's podcast, and he doesn't call it a studio. He calls it a lab, and he you know, he kind of makes it sound the same a lab, way. Like, yes. It's not like you just go in there with this idea. You kind of go in there with, like, this is what I want, but then hey, you man. feel this, you try this, you change this out, you try exactly. this, and you go in and you put a deep cut on this, and you just, like, or not a no. deep cut, what do you call Using it, a that cut word, and scratch. So to use his words sometimes i'll go into the lab without any ideas at all and then we'll just make a song right there like in like in like 30 minutes because we both like felt what we wanted to do you know like we both like yeah. laid it down I, I mean i will tell you that as soon as i step in the in the building to get to my studio it's just it's, it's straight business from there on out like i'm i'm in music mode like 100 percent. yeah i would i would really like to be in the studio uh, with you sometime and see how it all goes down because every time I've ever been in a studio and recorded something it was like all very you know it was guitars and drum set and a singer and, and it was all very heavily rehearsed right, and right. make it sound as much like it did in the practice space but um, you know rap or just hip hop in general uh, I mean it, it seems like there's so much room so, for creativity like you can uh, just build a whole new thing without any idea of like well we've got this chorus and verse and then we can put this hook in here right you just kind of build as you go right so i will tell you this the, um i'm kind of riding off the wave of my first ep mm -hmm. uh but i'm going to have another project uh probably like late next year and it's going to be all originals all like uh produced by my engineer oh nice and it's gonna be a full yeah it's gonna be i mean i'm already working on it it's gonna be a full uh full project i'm not sure how many tracks so far but definitely more than the last one but also like on the other side i'm not opposed to working with other artists slash other uh producers or engineers so i'm trying right now to build up my network because yeah. i don't really have like too too much of a huge fan base out here but I'm really trying to, you know, travel and then, you know, connect with other people from other states and yeah. other parts of the nation. And then hopefully, like, you know, be able to explore some other studios and maybe do some songs 
with somebody else and you know see how it turns out but yeah i'm not opposed to traveling other places and, and you know working with anyone that you know would benefit both our our craft you know so i mean if if, if there was a chance that you know we ever you know visited each other in a different circumstance i would definitely you know get in the studio somewhere and then you know show you how it's done because yeah, uh, i feel like i feel like that's how personal or that's that's the most personal you can get with an artist is like really being there while they're making what they make yeah because i mean you're getting a first-hand look on how they do it and like how they're feeling while they're doing it you know yeah well and it's such a it's a it's such a personal thing too well i mean for a lot of people it is maybe not for everybody but like you don't just want anybody in there seeing how you do something just like i don't want i don't even let my wife read the first drafts of things that I write <laughs> most times because it's like no, no, totally this thing is that. so far I from totally done i don't want anybody to get an idea that this is what i'm gonna produce <laughs> I don't no, know. are, are you, I totally are you pretty, understand. I'm the same way with my you, i was gonna say do you play your cards pretty close to the chest when you've got uh something that you're working on as far as like who you let listen to or? uh yes i mean yes i do but I will let, you know, close friends and like, you know, family members and like significant others listen yeah. to things firsthand, like before I ever put them out for the world to see. But yes, yeah. like whatever I'm working on, usually I don't speak on it too much until it's until it's done. But uh, I mean, you know, if you're close to me, then, yeah, you might get like a first look on, on what I got. But I like to keep my stuff to see, you know, just in yeah. case it ever does you know, catch a wave. Because this is something that they always tell writers when you're trying to like pitch a book to somebody. What, what books and what authors would your stuff be sold with? Uh, so if, if you were trying to say like, yeah, okay, if you were going to listen to me right now uh, on the radio, you, my songs would fit nicely between so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Uh, are you speaking as in like authors of books or like no 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 uh, I'm, artists? No, I'm sorry, that was a really poorly worded question. So <laughs> no, it's all good. For me, you know, when I have to pitch when I have to pitch a book or a story or something like, I have to say like what type of authors compare to to the stuff that I do. So for yeah, you, like musician, some... like if okay, somebody okay. were to like, okay, you know what, I I want to give this guy a listen. Um, what what which uh which one of my uh playlists should I put him in? Okay, 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 okay. Well, if, I mean, if you're speaking playlists, my my music genre ranges from hip hop to pop. I guess you would say like it. My stuff is more like like you know fun melodic storytelling hip hop, and sometimes a little bit of pop in there. So, if I was to you know relate to like any other like artist at the moment, I've had a lot of people tell me that I relate to uh, an artist named Kyle because he's like all about fun and like you know melodic like pop and hip-hop would you uh, say his name kyle uh yeah kyle like capital k capital y capital l capital e he's oh, okay. just like the, just like the yeah. name kyle okay all right yeah 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 he's, he's an inspiration for me honestly uh, when it comes to like style i like you know how how much passion he puts into it and how much fun he has with it so yeah you know if people had to look for me like in any type of playlist you definitely looking like the hip-hop and pop first just in case yeah because you know, if i ever you know if i ever get big enough i'll definitely be in there yeah but uh yeah i mean if, if people listen to my music they'll probably expect to hear something like you know like like kyle i guess it would be the closest to to my genre at the moment yeah. is he, uh, he 
I, I'm, I'm just guessing. Is he a, for the most part, pretty like uh, down to earth, positive kind of kind of guy? Because that's yes, that's mostly exactly. what I get from you. Like, is your music seems like almost every yeah. song is just the kind of song that makes you want to like bounce your shoulders. You know what I mean? Bounce your yeah, shoulders like and it, smile. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the exact reaction that I want from it. You know, like yeah. My I mean, you've got some is, heartfelt stuff too, but like it's, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But that's just for those kids that, you know, like are feeling some type of way and they want to hear some like heartfelt shit, you know. But most of my stuff is like down to earth. You know, you can smoke some weed, like bounce your shoulders to it and like, you know, just feel good. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's that's basically the type of music that, that uh, Kyle produces or, or makes. Well, like, he's, I mean, he's a pretty your songs. You're, you're like some people are just about like showing off, showing off their money and having uh, strippers with their butts jiggling in the background but <laughs> yeah i mean don't get me wrong i like that type of music but like you know for me personally i definitely have like a certain type of image yeah. i want to portray and that is it me personally you call it an ep right <laughs> yeah okay what is I, i'm not cool enough to know what all that means eps and lps <laughs> and all that EP so, means extended play, but I don't know what that actually yeah, means. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So basically, like, uh, what you said, extended play is either five or it's usually like five or six songs, and then if you have an album, it's then it's like seven, eight, like that's considered an album, like in in music standards. So what I put out is a six track extended play, uh, basically as a showcase for my current talent. And like, you know, what I'm currently working with. So I, I put six songs on there that were all engineered by my producer and engineer. And uh, yeah, it's it's doing pretty good so far. So hopefully, you know, your listeners, you know, want to want to search me up and click on it. Because I think they'll have some fun with some of the stuff I have. Oh, that's oh, yeah, what we're dude. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about like, like basically like how, like what people can expect when they listen to like, you know, my music. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I wanted to ask you too, like, um. Well, specifically about that, like, how would you describe your style in terms of both lyrics, but also like how you approach, um, you know, yeah. how you approach like the the vocal part of it? Okay, um, that's, so if I had to say anything, I would probably say like my style is more melodic hip hop. Uh, yeah. but it's also like it's lyrical but it's it's fun it's it's basically like like if you listen to my music you know you're gonna have a lot of fun you know you, you're gonna bounce around and then some songs are gonna make you think uh but basically like my my main style is just you know i want people to have fun and i want people to like you know dance and like have a good time you know whether yeah. that's with you know good lyrics or lyrics that you know aren't too you know lengthy or like full but as long as someone's, you know, having a good time and, and, and like, you know, they're dancing and they have a vibe about them, then, you know, I'm proud. And, and that's exactly what I wanted my music to do. And that's exactly like the vibe that people are getting currently, you know, it's, yeah. it's fun. It's like fresh, it's authentic. So, yeah. Yeah. Man, a lot I think, and, and, you know, I, I'll say that not all the kit, all the song, no, not all the songs are for the kids, but Hey, I think I texted you this. My son, we were listening to, um, well, I was listening to Kanye 
And then yeah, yeah. Like, you like this song? He's like, no, put hey on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, what's funny about that is uh, you're, you're right. Not everything on the, the project mm-hmm. is for kids, but the ones that are for kids, uh, they definitely have the explicit symbol uh, just in case, if, you know, if that, if that matters to people. But hey was actually one of my throwaways that I just wrote randomly while I was high one day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, no, true story, true story. Well, I, well, I was, I was wondering high. about that. Cause like the, there's one verse in the song and it ends with you going, that's all I got actually. And I was wondering if that was something oh. that you put in there or if that was like, you did that. And then like, they were all looking right. at you and you're like, that's all actually right. all I have. So I was super high. Uh, writing hey, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was. I'm not gonna lie. And I, I heard the beat, and I was like, man, like this sounds fun. And then instantly, like stuff started coming to my head, right? And so I'm sitting there, super high, writing the lyrics. And then I actually did not finish the song, but I knew that it was gonna be on the tape or be a throwaway. So I basically was like, hey, like I got this song that I'm kind of working out right now. Uh, so can I come in and then we'll do it? And then he's like, yeah, like, you know, you can come in and then, you know, we'll get the song done for you. And then while I was, while I was performing it, like on the mic, as soon as I got to that point, I was like, like in my head, I'm like, well, that's it. You know, like that, this is all I, like, literally, this is all I have like on the screen. And so he was like, well, he didn't say anything. And so after I said it, but basically like out loud, I, I said that part in the song. I was like, and that's all I got actually, you know, but like, I meant yeah. it though. Like, that's really all I had. And he was like, that's cool. That's it right <laughs> there. And then he was like, let me fix this up. Five, 10 minutes. Boom. Made a song out of it. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well shit. I mean, that's cool then. But I feel like I'm, I'm really proud of that song because I got my point across in one easy verse. And I also, you know, got to hear people, you know, jam into it and like, they're vibing to it. And that's why I put it as the first track on the album because I know that, you know, people are going to be sucked in by, you know, the nice, like, fun vibe of that song. So that's, yeah. <laughs> funny story, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was super funny in the studio, man. I was, I'm was i pretty sure I was drunk too. I was drinking, like, Mike's Hearts, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, when I go to the studio, like, I have to, like, either drink something or smoke something just to get my mind right. And I was oh. I was definitely cross-faded in there. And I was like, man, like, this is all I got. But, right. Yeah, Roll cool. one spark one not feeling free. Yeah, no, no, really. No, seriously. That yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weed up, weed up, man. Cheers, it's legal here. Um yeah, yo, I know, out here too. <laughs> really though. Hey, no, weed does help the process though. Hey, don't do drugs, kids, but let me tell you, if you're an artist and and you do you do use substances to, you know, help your creative process, please. When you're over 21 and your brain is done developing. When you, yes. When you, especially, you know, please be over 21. But if you do have to use substances to, you know, in, increase your creative process, please try to rely on like your own talent first. And then if, if you use that, just, just use it as like a, like a, like a guide. Well, no more. we'll check this out. Uh, speaking directly to that, George Carlin, you ever listen to George Carlin? Oh yeah, many times. The comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, he, super he funny that, guy. Um, Rest part of his process later in life, because like he used to go heavy on the drugs and alcohol, but like later in life, he he didn't drink anymore. Um, but he would smoke a little bit, and he said that he would write jokes sober, and then he would take one hit, and then he would go back and edit it and touch it up. And he was right, like, right, right, and, right. And in my mind, like 
the the best way I could put it, like using it that way is it's almost like if you wrote something and then you didn't look at it for like a week and a half and you forgot about it and you came back and you looked at it. Yeah. But you can do that right away. You just go and then you look at it and you go, oh, this looks totally different. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Funny story, actually. Well, I I guess like not really a story, but like kind of kind of like, you know, in relation to what you just said is. I do the same thing, man. Like I'll, I'll write some stuff down and I'll be sober, you know, but then, you know, I'll, I'll smoke or drink and then I'll just look to my notes. Cause I, I got like hundreds of notes in my phone and all that, you know, and then mm-hmm. I'll come up on a song and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I never finished this. Like I'll, and then I'll write some more bars and then like, yeah. you know, I'll take a break. And then like the next time I get high, I'll fucking like, you know, write some more bars and boom, I have a song or sometimes yeah. it'll be like, man, like I'm high right now. So I can't really finish this song and then I come back to it later, you know, sober. And then I'm like, oh, shit, like I forgot I was writing this shit it's deep in my notes. Boom, finish yeah. it. That's another track right there. You know, it's all about how I feel about it. You know, and like I don't really like, you know, push myself or like put a time limit on any of my stuff. because I feel yeah. like it, it's less authentic that way. You know, like like yeah. whatever I have is what I have. And then if I want to finish it or don't finish it then it's either going to stay in my notes or I'm going to put it out for people to see depending on what I have, you know? I'm curious about that. So I know Eminem, I saw an interview that he did on, uh, I can't remember what it was. It was on some TV uh, channel. But he said that he's got, like he showed him, he's got this like big fishbowl where he'll just like write a couple lines of something that he thinks is cool <clears throat> and he'll put it in the fishbowl and then he'll like, in the fish bowl? later. Yeah, and he'll yeah. just pull one out randomly yeah. and be like, "Oh, that one's actually not too bad." And then he'll write something from that. Right, right, what's, right. What's your process like? Do you got a? Do you keep a notebook? Do you keep? Do you just okay? So I I do have a few notebooks that I I write stuff in. If I, but usually I only use the notebooks if it's like super important, and it's like it's like a song that like I really you know want to keep important you know, like to you um, sentimentality. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But usually I, I use the Evernote app, actually, you know, good app. If anyone wants to download that, it's called Evernote, uh, download that. It's a, it's basically a note system and it keeps all your notes, you know, organized. Is it a text to talk or is it something else? No, it's, it, it's an app that you download and then like you can type like notes in it and it'll save it for you and then it'll keep oh, okay, all okay. inside the app. So right. basically all your data is in that app. You have an account. And then, you know, I have, I have like hundreds of notes in there. So I'll use that to write my stuff. And, uh, basically like I, I have a certain way that I write my things. So I like all my stuff organized and I have it all in folders. So I, I can categorize like the stuff I write. Like sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll think of something in my head and then I, I have to write it down, obviously, but it's only like maybe like, you know, two to four bars type of thing. And then I'll, I'll mm-hmm. just save it in like a certain folder. So I'm very organized about where and how I keep all my notes because I feel like everything that I write down is, is going to be used at some point, you know, whether, whether it's a word or a bar or a line, whatever you want to call it, it's another song. So yeah, it's basically like my treasure trove. So if I lost my phone and somebody got into it, man, they got, they got treasure that they can look into. (laughs) So, so yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I'm very organized about my stuff, man. Very organized. I'm super OCD about like everything. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a lot the same way. I I do it with the yeah, oh yeah, yellow yellow legal pads, but 
Yeah. Uh-huh. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Each one. Each one I write on the back of it what it is. Yeah, okay. So okay, I've got yeah. one that's my short story notebook, one that's my novel notebook, one that's my blog notebook, yeah. one that's my podcast notebook, one that's yeah, just exactly. my scribble notebook yeah. if I have an idea that I want to write down but it doesn't fall into one of my other notebooks. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I totally understand so, that. Same, I, I same, have, I th- same idea, but I carry it around in a bag. Right. Hey, man, however you want to just, just, you know, keep for all aspiring artists, like keep track of your shit and don't throw anything away. Please don't yeah. throw anything way that's that's number one rule don't throw your shit away i write about this on my blog like people that are creative are usually also pretty um pretty sensitive you know and that's kind of what informs or fuels i don't know however you want to put that the creativity but like um a lot of people will do something because they feel this creative impulse but then once they've done it they're like oh, this isn't very good, and then they'll feel like ashamed of it, and they'll just throw it away yeah. rather than yeah. follow up and be like, oh, you know what? This is a rough draft. Let me let me keep going on that. I've definitely had a lot of those moments, man. I've definitely, like, you know, wrote some stuff and then felt like it was trash and, like... It just made you feel bad about yourself? Like, oh. Yeah, exactly. But then every time, though, every time <laughs> I do something like that, I, I'll... I'll months later i'll remember like a piece of it and i'll be like damn i'll do that shit away like i can't i can't get all the shit that i wrote back you know so that's why i advise people like man if even if you don't like what you wrote like just put it somewhere in a box or or whatever or like in your notes for safekeeping because you know you never know when you're going to come back to it and then like use it for anything really like you it, it doesn't even have to be like for for music it could be for you know writing or like you know speeches or you know essays that you because i've i've actually used a lot of the stuff that i wrote in like essays for like school and stuff when i was you know in school and yeah it actually helped me a lot like being able to write and that's why i was always good in english too because i was always like a good speaker and and uh a good writer yeah. whether it be lyrics or whatever but writing lyrics and listening to music actually helped me uh throughout my life uh with you know, writing essays or like writing, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like small, like excerpts or, or whatever, whatever you have to write for something. I was always, I was always good at that. And everyone always yeah. complimented like how professional I was like in my writing. So making music and like writing lyrics really helped me to like, you know, be more professional and, and be more assertive in like my writing with, you know, in other areas. Yeah. And I actually did good in English. Until you know, <laughs> until I started failing out of out of college because I didn't <laughs> like school no more. But yeah. you know, it's not that I, no, I, you know, yeah. I can do it. It's just like you know, I wasn't. It, it wasn't my lane. But definitely, you know, if someone's an artist and they're still going to school, keep going to school, please, because you have no idea how much doing something else outside of school will improve your ability to do things while you're in school. It yeah. really works. It really does. Yeah, I want to backtrack just real quick on what you said though about like how you've always been good at just written communication. I yes, like that's yes, the great word for it. I've I've always been drawn to it and, you know, that's one of the few things that I did get complimented on when I was when I was in school. Um, but I I've noticed that especially cuz I taught middle school for a little bit. Right. A lot of people could talk your ear off all day, but if you were like, "Hey, write 2000 words." On, on a topic that you're passionant about they're like 2,000 oh. words oh geez oh god how am i gonna do 
And it's almost like it's a different language. You know what I mean? It's right. the same language. It's just on paper. But a lot of people uh, have a hard time approaching it that way. And it, it, it is stressful and problematic. But, yeah, I don't know. You are correct. I definitely... I definitely wasn't always like that. I definitely had a hard time, like, uh, like with spelling and like writing words and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like in the yeah. early years, like early early elementary, like early like you know middle school years, I definitely yeah. didn't ha- you know have a great time like writing essays or like reading books. Well, but, as like, a know, middle school teacher, I can tell you that you're not in the minority there with spelling issues and stuff like that. Oh, dude, I definitely, I def, yeah, it, it was bad. It was bad for a while, but then. I really like, you know, got keen to it somehow. I mean, thank, thank my mom for, you know, trying to teach me how to write cursive and all that stuff. And like, try to teach me like good speech. Thank, thank her soul. Cause she really helped me out a lot, but I Did definitely you read a lot too, because I mean, oh, I, I think, I think the, the thing that informs writing more than anything is reading, whether it's reading lyrics read. or reading books or whatever. I think the reading is what gave me like the creativity and imagination more than anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was definitely a reader in high school. Definitely. I, I read like it. My reading more started like like end of middle school. So middle school out here is like ninth grade and then you go into high school. So oh, it's okay. seventh, eighth and ninth. And then I got into reading shit like seventh grade. I read like my first like big book. And then like, you know, it was it was a series. So I read the whole series. I was and gonna I ask you. Do you remember what you read or what the some of the books? Yeah, the actually, embarrassingly, I read Twilight. Yeah, I read. I, you're I, you're I, one I, of I, millions. <laughs> I read that whole series, man. Like in like a couple of days, like each book, man. Like, and I I was like into it, and I was like, shit, like let's read some more. So I started getting into other books and like other mm-hmm. series of and like adult type books and all that. And by the time I was in high school, I was shit reading like thousand like 1500 page books like all the time like just for fun you know yeah and uh that yeah it's like running it's not something that you just start doing marathons but you like you pick up a 150 page novella and you're like oh that's pretty cool you pick up a 230 page novel you pick up a 500 page novel then before you know it you're reading the stand by stephen king right right i feel like it's based on more of like of of your patience and like your willingness to do whatever it is that you put your mind to yeah if you're not willing to read, sit there and read like 50 pages a night of your book, like you're never going to get through that shit, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, or, for or, like sure. or like even like a page or two. If you're not like willing to sit there and like, you know, read like a page or two or like a paragraph or like set your mind something to like set your mind to something and then actually do it, then you're never going to be able to do anything anymore. And like, that's how I got through my books was yeah. I would set a goal for myself every day. Like, okay, like. I'm in bed. I have nothing else to do. I don't want to play games. So I'm I'm going to sit here and I'm going to read this one page and then I'm going to see how far I get. And then every time I did it, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to read another page. I'm going to read another page. And then you know, that's just because I had, you know, I was actually into it. But yeah. I would set a goal for myself. And I think setting a goal for yourself and anything you do is super important. And then, you know, the way that you obtain your goal is like your willingness to like obtain it every day. Like you don't have to obtain your goal in the first day. But you definitely have to make a move to like start getting there. Otherwise, yeah. you're never going to complete anything you want to do. And then it's the same way for me when I make music. You know, like, like, bro, like, honestly, since I put my tape out, I haven't wrote anything. Or like, I've listened to music, but I haven't wrote anything. And I didn't write anything like by the time that my tape was done. So I, I haven't wrote anything. So technically, I, sh- I definitely should be setting a goal for myself to like write some, 
write something. But personally, I feel like if I set a goal for myself and I don't like complete it or like if I actually like make that goal, sometimes it feels like not authentic because I feel like music is more tied to like my emotions. Well, that's what I want to ask you too is when how's the right way to say it though um like for me i don't necessarily write every day and you know they say if you're a writer you should write every day but there will be days where i'll go for like a walk for 45 minutes and i'm right, just right, thinking right. nonstop about what i'm gonna write and that for me is just as productive as actually sitting down with no idea what I'm going to write. Cause then the next right. time I sit down to write, if I've taken two, three days off, it's just like overflowing and I'm like, I'm weird right. until I get it all out of me. Is that kind of how you are too? Uh, yeah, I would say it's like something similar. Definitely. I, I definitely like have days where I'm like, damn, like I got, I have a lot of words in my head. I got to get it out now or I'm going to lose it. Yeah. You know? But sometimes I'm like, man, like, I'm cool. I, I have shit in my head, but I know that sometimes like, you know, if I really want to, I'll sit down and do it. But usually like my stuff comes like sporadically, like mm. something I'll be listening to something or like watching TV or like listening to music and then something will pop in my head. And then from there, usually I'll get a start on, on whatever it is. And then I'll, I'll, I'll like put it away. Mm. I never finished a song in one sitting. I just say that like it's it for me. Like it takes, it takes a bit to like finish something. Uh, only because that intentionally or, or just like, because it just actually takes that long or do you you enjoy like putting it down and then coming back to it later? I, I would say it's not intentionally most of the time. It's only because like, you know, my mind works in like different ways sometimes. So sometimes I'll like, I'll have some in my head and then I'll put it down on paper and then, you know, I don't have anything left. So I'll come back to it, but I'll save it and I'll come back to it another day. But if I'm really, if I'm like really feeling it, like if I'm like feeling some type of way, like I'm, I'm high or drunk or something, like, man, I might, I might just go through a whole fucking song, like chorus, like verses and everything, you know? But usually it's, it's, it's like, man, I got to let my mind rest a little bit. I'll I'll do like a paragraph or something and then boom, I'm done. Then I'll I'll come back to it like the next day or something, you know? But it definitely has to be a moment that I'm really feeling it though. Like I'm really feeling like, I could lay some words down that mean something or like that, you know, that make me feel good. How much of the stuff that ends up on a record, people still call them records, even though they're yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, okay. yeah. Artists, how, you much, still use okay, that yeah, so how much stuff that ends up on a record is pre-written and how much is something that you came up with that day just when you were feeling a beat? Okay, that's actually a good question. So most of the stuff that I have for records or like, or songs or whatever you want to call them is pre-written. So the way that we work is my, the only thing that my producer slash engineer asks of me is to be ready and practiced uh, pretty much like 98% of the time. So in 98% of the time I am ready and, and I am practiced. So it's all pre-written. I, I've taken all my time to get the song done and then I just got to recite it the way I want to recite it. But the other 2% of the time, is you know i have some like the bones of some that i think is going to be super good and then you know i'll explain the situation to him and he, he'll understand that you know it's it's just the bones or something and then you know we'll work on it together to finish the song and i i have to give my producer credit or engineer credit 
because he did help me on some of the tracks on my current tape with like, you know, how to sp like spice it up or like spruce up the ending. Cause a few tracks were pre-written, but a few of them like, you know, weren't fully completed, but you know, we, we were able to, you know, you, have that when you say spruce up. Do you mean like actually touch it up like in an editorial sense lyrically or like throwing in like the extra things with like the, the backup tracks? No, so like, so let's say that you, know, you you're saying I need space, but then like in the background yelling I need space, like that kind of thing. <laughs> no, so so when I say that, I mean like he basically like spruces things up like with effects and like whether it's like vocal effects or like you know some some added like piece that he wrote for like a to add to the instrumental or things like that. But all the lyrics are definitely my own. Like I think we maybe like maybe wrote like a couple lines that may have come from him too, but that's only to like help me out. But most of my, like 99% of my stuff is, is my own, you know? And does then he ever, does he ever like, does he ever give you like a suggestion? Like, Hey man, you know, if you say it this way instead of this way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time, bro. All the time. And you, and you know what though? Like the reason I still work with him is because he's right. Like every time, you know? And do like, you ever, do, you, do you guys, do you guys ever get into it? And like, you'll fight for some of your own sometimes, or do you usually nah, go with it just to see how it sounds? Never. I, I've never had like had like a like a really negative like interaction with him ever well, since. Well, not I negative, but like where you'll be like, I don't know, man. I think I I think I like the way that I do it. Or do you kind of like go all in and go, all right, let's no. Let's I'm, try I mean, it. maybe maybe like once or twice, like ever in the past like couple of years that I've known him, have we ever like had had a moment where I'm like, mm, I kind of like it this way. Like, don't don't do it that way, you know. But yeah. usually, like, I'm I'm pretty receptive, and like, so. What's most important for me, sidetracking, is yeah, no, that's fine. that that person has to be on either on level with me or like levels above me, but also mm -hmm. has has to have an understanding of like my passion and my style and the way that I do things. And that's why me and my engineer are able to talk about things no matter if we don't agree on something, we'll come to an agreement like right then and there. It's yeah. easy for us to just talk about something and it's easy for us to give each other ideas. Because ultimately, we're bettering each other by, you know, working with each other like that. So it's never really been a problem to work with him or, like, to have some added. Because he, he usually has, like, great ideas. I just spruce up my stuff, you know, like, added, like, a little bit of effect to, like, make it pop kind of yeah. thing. Does it almost yeah. feel like the same relationship as, like, maybe uh, the guitar player in a band and the drummer in a band where you guys are both servicing the song together in your own way? and I mean, I guess, I guess it kind of does. Like, it's, it's been really interesting working with like someone that's in, you know, a completely different genre than, than what I'm doing. And it's surprising that he can even like, you know, be comfortable enough to like work with other artists that are completely out of his genre, which I yeah. think makes him a better, a better engineer for that in general. But yeah. uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really been a, a trip working with like, you know, a whole band basically like, you know, they, they have their whole, I don't, I don't know exactly how many members are in the band, but like they're doing pretty well for themselves and they, and they have all their own stuff and it's all pretty great. So it's been crazy, like working with another band and like seeing like a different perspective and like yeah. seeing other, how other musicians from different genres, like make their own shit, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's been it a great fun working with people from other genres too. Cause, um, well, <clears throat> not that it's a great song, but the song that I used to, 
to lead into the show is a song that I recorded um, in a a hip hop studio <laughs> in North oh, really? Virginia. Yeah. So I knew a guy that lived uh, lived there. I was visiting him and he was like, you know, I, I know a, a guy that has a studio. My buddy records there all the time. I was like, oh, what kind of music does your buddy do? He's like, rap. I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. Yeah, let's go check it out. We walk in there and I'm just like walking down the hallway and they've got all the records and it's all rap, little bit of R&B, some spoken word, but it's all kind of like hip hop yeah. style spoken word. And right, right. I was like, I was like, do these guys only do hip hop? He's like, yeah, but he'll he'll do you too. And I was like, oh okay. And I walked in there. I was like, are you cool doing like white guy acoustic rock? He's like, yeah, dude, for sure. Like I I've been doing the same stuff all week. I'm dying to do something different. I was like, all right, cool, let's do it. And then I mean, I'm I'm definitely not opposed to like you know being around people that or even working with people that do other genres because I'm. Personally, like, I'm trying to not be in the same genre. I'm trying to delve out eventually, you know, and, and, like, work with, like, other things. So if anyone, you know, listens to my music and, like, thinks that I'm only one lane, best believe in the future, man, we got things coming because I'm I'm, I'm kind of like a versatile guy, you know? Like, I like my yeah. style, but I also like to do things that, you know, I haven't done before. And that's really what this whole project was about. This whole project was really about, you know, achieving stuff that I haven't achieved before and like reaching like limits that I thought were impossible for myself and I did it. So I'm ready to do anything at this point. Like, yeah, I'll make a country song one day. I'll make a rock song one day. I don't care, man. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm, I love music in general. So I'm, I'm, I'm with it all. I'm with it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I love yeah, it. I, I love it. From Celine beyond the country, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. There you go. <laughs> definitely. I actually have a question for you. Yeah, man. Personally. So uh, when you first heard my project, what, what, were, your, what were your first thoughts on, on hearing it? I, I'm not sure how far you went into it, but uh, I, I would definitely, you know, like some feedback on what you thought about you know, my first like real like studio project. I listened to the whole thing and my three favorite songs that I've been listening to the most. Well, one by far is Hey, because that's one that I had listened to with the kids and they ask for it all the time. When, right. we, get, when we go to school and we're go- coming back from school, there was put on Hey. Um, but then when they're not in the car, um, I've got, uh, Riverside. Right, right, right. I never said right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, and okay. So, Hey, Riverside and okay have been like on my playlist constantly. Okay, cool. Cool. And, uh, just to add, that's, that's good. I like that. Those are great songs and and I'm like all of them. But just to add something to that, uh, Hey was, I purposely, uh, made it more like family oriented when I was writing yeah. it. That was already a thought in my head, like even before I started writing it. Well, because the funny like thing how... about that is too, like just the way that the song opens up with the, it almost kind of sounds like it almost something about it kind of pulled me into like Rugrats. Did you ever see that show Rugrats? Yeah. Yeah. That old Nickelodeon show. It was, it might've been, when I was it's funny that you said that because that's that's not what I was thinking, but that definitely it does sound like you know that it, it's kind of like a nostalgic sound. So I was like, okay, this song is going to be definitely it's it does, yeah, like, it, it like child oriented, sounds like childhood. Yeah, like, it, it sounds like childhood or, or like a family song that family can listen to. So I purposely wrote it so that you know there wasn't any explicit language or yeah. you know any like explicit symbols or anything 
like that just so like the whole family could enjoy it you know because i thought like even though there was some strong sentiment in the song though for sure oh yeah i, I definitely was like man like i should definitely throw some stuff in there that you know the, the whole family can enjoy like with their kids and all that just to make it you know more accessible to everybody yeah you know? liam my son he he keeps asking me when are, when are you going to interview him i was like do you want to say hi to him he's like no <laughs> like, you want me to hey, tell come him on, now. he's like he's like you you want me to tell me you like a song? He's like, yeah. No, God, I, I, I'm flattered that they like it that much, really, because that's that's exactly the reaction that I wanted. Though. Like, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so glad that you actually told me that because hearing that just makes me feel like warm inside, knowing that you know the audience that I wanted it to reach is actually enjoying it, and and, and it kind of did reach that audience, you know. Yeah. And and definitely in the future, I'm definitely gonna make you know more like family friendly material. It's been on my mind a lot. But, uh, you know, I'm also going to make, you know, what I think is, is. I was going to say, don't reel it in too hard, man. You got to keep it. You got to. No, keep no, it. definitely, definitely. But I'm, you know, like I said, like I like versatility. So, I'm, you know, I'm definitely going to throw some like more explicit stuff, more heartfelt stuff, more fun stuff, more family stuff. And yeah. you guys will see that. Like, you know, I'm not stopping. So hopefully my music career takes me somewhere and then you guys will, you know, get to see the journey on the way. So, yeah, Hell, I hope you guys yeah. will stay tuned in. It's going to be a great journey, man. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Well, all right. This seems like it's a pretty good place to wrap it up. But before we do, uh, links, places people can hear music, social media, all that. What, what, uh, where can people find you? So you can find my music on pretty much every platform. Uh, I'm on Spotify. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm on Apple Music. Pretty much wherever music is sold, just search up Dejon, D, capital D, A, J, O, N. And then you can search up any song name. I'll probably be in there. You just got to make sure that you have the correct song name. And then, yeah, I'll be in there. And you can follow me. Look, look uh, up Hey with the exclamation mark at the end. You can play that real loud for your kids. Exactly. Yeah, you can look that up. Actually, that's a good one. Look up Hey, H-E-Y, uh, with a, uh, all caps, exclamation point, by Dejon, capital D-A-J-O-N. You can look it up on YouTube. You can look it up on Spotify. And you guys will be able to find it there. And if you guys want to follow me on social media, I'm on Instagram, uh, I'm on Twitter, at HeartDejon, H-E-A-R-T-D-A-J-O-N. That's going to be my handle for most of my social media. And I mostly use Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. But if you guys want to follow me, definitely hit that Instagram and Twitter link, H-E-A-R-T-D-A-J-O-N, HeartDejon. Which one's your favorite to use, just personally? Like, personally? Uh, yeah. I would you say two minutes and you're going to flip one of one of those up. Which one do you use first? It's, it's definitely going to be Instagram. So I definitely, you know, if, if you guys want to follow me, hit the Instagram link, man. And then you'll find all my links to all my music on my Instagram. So, you know, give me a follow. Give me a, give me a, you know, a comment or something. And I'll reply to you and say, what's up. And then, you know, I can send you my links or whatever. So. Yeah. My yeah. Facebook and my Twitter should be stronger, but my Instagram is kind of my baby out of my social media. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, so hey, hey, shout out to my mom, shout out to Grady Finch, shout out to Old the Horror, follow them at Old the Horror on Instagram. And uh yeah, I guess that's it. I had a great time with you, man. Thanks for the you know, allowing me to be on the show and like talking about my album and stuff, you know. Yeah, thanks for being on too, because for for a couple of reasons, I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now and also my my deadline to have this posted is tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I totally get that. No, it's, good. it's good. I'm glad you got that out though. I'm glad we got to do this stuff. Yeah, man. We'll have to do it again too when uh when the crowds come back and when uh when you got another project to promote, let me know. Definitely, definitely. Cool, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. Take care.
All right, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode with Dejan. I'm just going to let this song play out for the last two minutes. Um, check out the show notes. Check out more on Dejan and all the all the sponsors and supporters. Thank you, everybody. I got change on me. I got bands because I broke homie. But hey, anything you see, I just do my thing and I stay low key. Like, hey, now they notice me. Rome one spark, one now feeling free. Like, hey, back like Jodeci. I say we'll never go to sleep. Like, I got change on me. I got bands because I broke homie. But hey, anything you see, I just do my thing and I stay low key. Like, hey, now they notice me. Rome one spark, one now feeling free. Like, hey, back like Jodeci. I say we'll never go to sleep. Like, hey. For the bass to drop, it's the sun, I'm all down, I don't care for talk. Oh, yeah. Ain't got no one I'm talking about. Yeah. Confident now, showing now. Mommy, little boy's growing up. From a boy to a man, it was dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now I'm ready, I can talk about it. Feelings leaking like a water faucet. Okay. Yeah. Every night, every day, I fight so hard as to find my way. my way. Yeah, no pain, but you know I'm okay. Spill blood on the page, I'm all in space, okay. And that's all I got, actually. I got change on me. I got bands cause I broke homie, but hey, anything you see, I just do my thing and I stay low key like, hey, now they notice me, roll one spark one, now feeling free like, hey, back like Jodeci, I say we'll never go to sleep like, I got change on me, I got bands cause I broke homie, but hey, anything you see, I just do my thing and I stay low key like, hey, now they notice me, roll one spark one, now feeling free like, hey, back like Jodeci, I say we'll never go to sleep like, hey.